Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. If you have any prayer requests or anything you would like to write to us about, you can do so through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find Warn Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. All the shows are available for listening and downloading by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warn Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warn Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Burble. And don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Persistence, Faith, Perilous Times. Being kept from the evil that may surround you and your family is paramount. Read more on these perilous times. Valley of Acor, Door of Hope. Today there is a need for hope. In America and worldwide, people are facing troubled times. Here we look at Hosea and the Valley of Acor. Socialist dreams, visions, and sugar plums. As far as the Biden administration goes, America has never witnessed such a bunch of misfits and malcontents who push Marxist policies and pretending all is fine. And the latest on warn-usa.com is our Advocacy Gospel Christian Persecution Classic at Warn Radio. Persecution of people for their faith continues at the hand of governments willing to do anything to stop the faith of millions of Christians. Do not miss this post, A Great Light Myths Darkness, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 110, no, Part 10 on Battle Lines. We find the prophet Isaiah giving the warning to Judah here, in the midst of the prophecy of coming, coming judgment, we find mercy and redemption. And tomorrow night, on Battle Lines, we will be doing Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 117. And also, The Rising by the Watchman, Dana Glenn Smith. The book is now in the stores, and you can find that at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Ingram, Walmart, Google Play, Angus & Robertson, and many more. It is a, The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith, we introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He is hardcore and one of the best at what he does. He is, his work is secretive, elusive, and necessary, but he wanted out. So there you have it, The Rising, and you can find it also on danaglennsmith.com. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR WARN radio newsletter by going to danaglennsmith.com. And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. 
And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to a Friday edition of Sound the Show Far. This is uh, looking like winter around here. We started getting snow last night about 11 and uh, should end soon. But this is January, in case you didn't know. And it's really funny because January, you don't really always see a lot of snow. But our our winter has been really good. And even in January, so this this snow wasn't dry, it was wet, a lot of moisture in it. But the spring is when we get some monster storms here. At any rate, there are those uh, around our neck of the woods that do not have any issues with winter. They prefer winter. They ice fish, they ski, they do just about anything outdoors. Now, I'm not a skier, and I'm not an ice fisherman either, but I know those who are. And right now, I know of a group that are up in the Cascade, Cascade, Idaho region that are starting out their day. And, you know, it's good to see, because in the midst of COVID, these Democrats, and plus Joe, have tried to, and the world, too, have tried to totally control everything and forget our rights. But then, all of a sudden, you know, and actually I was ahead of them on this because uh, I have a lot of various information that uh, I get. And I've signed up for one is Robert Malone, M.D. And he was one of the first ones that uh, warned about the COVID shots. Another one is from Mercola, who has an extensive archive now. They tried to shut him down. Then there's Zelenko. And there's a whole plethora of professionals that do the COVID shots. You know, I mean, not COVID, but they create the whole thing. They control it. They, they've been on medical boards looking at various vaccinations. They've been warning all along the trouble with the vaccinations. And then all of a sudden, about a week and a half or so ago, some of the information started coming from my sources saying that they were going to change it. And they said the reason they're going to change this is because there's been a lot of information coming out about the deaths that's been occurring. And uh, then the CDC got on board and uh, it began to look like, yeah, this is the truth. It's no longer fake news. Because you couldn't say anything. People were banned, just like they always do, the liberals. They won't listen to nothing. A lot of people, and, and I've seen testimony after testimony of people losing their children who shouldn't be dying. All because they took a shot. And they warned. They said, well, the Biden administration is going to try to get themselves out of this pandemic and end it soon because he needs to show some improvement in his uh, presidency to show that he's done something. 
Well, it's going to take a lot because he's already screwed up everything. I've never seen a president that has literally, literally screwed up everything with the open borders and everything. And the problem we have with this group of people, they have a fundamental moral issue. Because the only thing you hear out of Pelosi and Schumer and Biden is their agenda they want to push through, which is immoral, and it's illegal, and it'll destroy America. But all the liberals and the Marxists want it. Well, their agenda was, again, voted down this week. But you don't hear them discussing at all all the people coming across the border. You don't hear them discussing or worried about all the people dying in COVID. Matter of fact, these people are so self-centered, they center only on their legislation continually. They don't seem to care about people at all. Now, I've got a number of articles that, frankly, you need to read. But I don't do that anymore. They're on our websites, and if you don't go, well, that's up to you. We have people more and more that are coming. They're reading our articles. They're tracking us through apps like WordPress app. We're on a lot of social media. More and more people are following us. More and more people are paying attention to the posts. Because we're dealing with an issue that we've been talking about for over two decades and an issue of judgment of America that I've been openly calling and warning about. So now this week, we've heard more and more out of the Biden administration, but still they haven't crumbled like some of the others. The UK, Boris Johnson totally removed everything. Norway did it uh, about six months ago, I think it was. It was a short while ago. And they got rid of everything, and they have no no issues with COVID or nothing right now. And we see these states, uh, these nations that are doing this now. And, uh, of course, Canada and America haven't done anything to slow it down, stop it, stop the masks. And they've even had information out about how bad the masks are. The masks are absolutely a total stupidity. It's about control. And matter of fact, they even came out and admitted, I forgot who that was the other day. But see, there's no way your mask is going to stop a virus. It stops various particles from your nose dripping, yeah. Dripping onto a sterile surface. But it will not stop the virus. N95s won't stop them. The Biden administration has given them away. The only problem of it is they say made in China right on the front of them. So we truly have a lawless society and we have a leader that hasn't the foggiest idea what he's doing. And I think that he really doesn't realize it. I think he's being taken advantage of and that there are people in the background that are doing it. They're continuing to uncover more stuff about an illegal election and even Biden admitted it, believe it or not, that it was probably illegal. But see, nobody does anything. I remember Glenn Beck the other day was really frustrating. He did like a five-minute segment. And he talked about all the efforts that went in to prove what they covered was absolutely true. And he says, but nobody does anything. 
and he's right. I get a lot of mail from people that are in the news. I get a lot of stuff every day. And the one thing I see, nothing happens, nothing changes. And I've talked about that. But the one thing that needs to change is repentance. This nation needs to repent. Now, we're going to change speeds. Book of Hebrews, Son of God, Fiery Indignation, Part 16. (laughs) Oh, dear God, thank you for your grace. Son of God, fiery indignation. Oh boy, I'll tell you. Sugar Plum Church and the fairy tale Jesus don't like that one, I can tell you. And that's what we have in most of the modern world. And on last night's segment, I talked a little bit about how China is trying to change everything. Remember our Wednesday broadcast, The Persecuted Church? And what's going on there? Be sure to listen to that one. We're coming towards the end of Hebrews. But on Friday, it's more of an informal process. We'll go through some scripture. Our goal here isn't just to ram it through. Our goal here is to cover a lot of things. There's important announcements. There's important things we need to talk about. But America don't like that. America don't like the... When you begin to sound too religious. You know, there was a time in my life where there was a board, some board members that didn't like me being too religious. Matter of fact, I wasn't religious at all. They wanted me to pack my bags and get out because they didn't like my ideas. <laughs> oh, Sunday morning, glorious Sunday morning, I was preaching. The pastor allowed me to and... And I was, uh, of course, youth pastor. I was in charge of the bus ministry. Could never get anybody out. But we all went out to play softball on the softball league. And we had a big, a very good softball. Award-winning championship. We were the best. So on a Sunday morning, I preached. You know, well, when I stand before the Lord, I can tell him that we didn't get the bus ministry going. But we got the championship of the softball league. <laughs> oh, dear God in heaven. I remember my uh, an old missionary who taught me in Bible school, taught us. And he said, always preach with your bags packed. Well, I didn't have my bags packed, but I should have. <laughs> they didn't like that at all. So on a following Sunday morning, they caught me on the stairs going on up into the sanctuary, and they told me in no uncertain terms to leave. Of course, I didn't leave. There were people that wanted me to stay there. So there was a little bit of cahoots about all of that, but they finally boosted me out. I mean, I'd gone to the expense of moving my entire family down there. And so coming around to the holidays, these people decided to boot me out. So if I'd never said that phrase, I would probably been gotten in trouble some other way. But we made up, the pastor and I, and all the others, I'd never seen some of them. I never did see the board members back. They disappeared, which I didn't. I didn't care. I was I was young, fresh out of Bible college. I wasn't quite ready. I'd been l- living in a <laughs> Bible school atmosphere, which is unlike anything you're ever going to find. I mean, there we had fellowship, we were close, we were sharing, we prayed in money to support ourselves. Total different atmosphere. Then you get out in the real world. And of course, you know where the sharks are. 
at least you think you do, and then you find the sharks <laughs> in the church. <laughs> They're running the board meetings. Matter of fact, having a board is not biblical. That's what we do. That's organized. Oh, yeah, it is. No, it's not. Period. At any rate. So we're in Hebrews. Fiery indignation. You know, this is where we find out that the Savior of mankind, Yahshua, Jesus Christ, is also going to be the judge one day. So you erect a church in his name. And then like some pastors have gone, they went off the reservation. Excuse the pun. Well, that's racist. Well, I was raised smack dab practically in the middle of a reservation. I had Indian friends. I had cowboy friends. I had Mexican friends. I had white friends. This was the 60s. That's what you had. And guess what group gave me the most trouble? <laughs> the white friends. <laughs> yeah, there was a few Mexicans that uh, they had gangs. But see, I had friends that were tougher Mexicans than the ones that wanted to cause trouble. Golden Gloves boxing champions. Because I ran around with some of them. I didn't care. I had Indian friends. Went out and played with Indian kids, Indian girls. We were over on the reservation. I mean, we didn't think, well, oh my God, it's an Indian. We shouldn't be there. There is one group we didn't have. We didn't have blacks. Never knew, never knew anything about that. Never aware of that. During the 60s, we did have some... Blacks come protest, and the sheriff told them, well, you're the only blacks in this whole county, so, I mean, if you want to protest, go right ahead, but you're by yourself here. They packed up and left. And I'm talking about some of this because life itself can affect how we have faith and what we do. We can become lukewarm like the other churches or like people. And just, you know, and, and people getting lukewarm. When you're in a country like America and you have all the blessings we've had, it's easy to become comfortable. But if you, and I challenge you to listen to our broadcasts on the persecuted church. It's a different world. And this Son of God who died for us and gave us redemption is coming back. Now the point of all this is we begin in Hebrews 10.26. And as I looked at this, there was this British theologian. He was actually a Wesleyan. I came across the Wesleyan group of churches down in Colorado when I was youth pastor. And his first handle was a British Methodist, but he was also a Wesleyan. His name was Adam Clark. And his circa was 1762 to 1832. You figure 1832, we still had the Indian Wars we had the Civil War, what was it, 1865? It was somewhere around in there. He was an Irishman. And so, see, that those are the old days. See, I do my work on digital, which is your computers and everything else. <clears throat> I have more more versions of the Bible than you can shake a stick at. I also have my original pulpit commentary bound. 
books. Heavy. Big volumes. And my International Bible Encyclopedia and a lot more. I have tons of stuff. Adam Clark didn't have all of that. But uh, Pulpit Commentary actually came out of that neck of the woods over there. So in the first verse, for if we sin willfully. Now see, there's an attitude that you can just be a Christian and live however you want to and sin and sin and sin and there's no consequences. I got news for you. God is not mocked. But see, we see this in modern persecution today. We've also seen it in history. So Adam Clark addressed this. You're back in the 1800s somewhere. And if you were a Christian back then, you were different. (laughs) I mean, we look at the Puritans who came here. And when they got to America, of course, they were fleeing persecution coming out of Great Britain. And Great Britain was so strong then, wherever they went, Great Britain could find them. So they came to the New World. As soon as they got here, they stopped on the edge, right on the beach, and prayed. And ask for God's blessing on this new land. There's a difference. Now it doesn't mean that they were perfect. But the sin willfully has always been in there ever since the apostles or Hebrews wouldn't have covered it. They wouldn't have put it in there. Why? Because they knew men. They knew women. They knew the way... We are. See, the the Christian adage we talk about sinners. You're not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you're a sinner. And as a Christian, you're a sinner saved by grace through faith. You have a propensity to get in trouble. (laughs) You know, kids have a propensity, so do adults. And today, boy, we have a lot of propensity for people to do wrong things. I mean, our country right now is falling apart at the seams. We've got them robbing the trains. If you haven't seen it, you need to look for it with a lot of packages strewn all over the railroad tracks because that's what they're hitting. We know very well from the past that the liberal uh, establishment does not enforce the laws. They, They release Antifa and BLM and others. Well, there's some new sheriffs in some of these places, and now they're getting rid of the people that won't enforce the laws. They're prosecuting the ones that failed to do it. And we need more of that. We need the law back. But Adam Clark looks at this. And he says, if we, if we deliberately, for fear of persecution or from any other motive, renounce the profession of the gospel and the author of the gospel, after having received the knowledge of the truth so as to be convinced that Jesus is the promised Messiah and that he had sprinkled our hearts from an evil conscience. For such there remaineth no sacrifice for sins. See, once you have been truly born again and you truly have been delivered, 
and there's a difference in your change and everything, then all of a sudden you turn around and you don't believe or you quit believing and you move away from that. There is no other sacrifice that's going to get you back into the good graces of God. None. And he sums it up by saying the meaning of the apostle is that of the deliberate apostate. One who has utterly rejected Jesus Christ and his atonement and renounced the whole gospel system. Now that's a pretty good definition. For if we willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. You know, I even have an old dictionary. And you look up the word sodomy. This society today won't like it. Needless to say, it was abnormal. A deviant lifestyle. And of course they described what it was. But see, today... We don't understand these things, or and one of the reasons is we've been brought up, our kids have been brought up, and our kids' kids have been brought up, and our kids' kids' kids have been brought up in a society that disses Christianity, and the churches we have have preached the gospel of prosperity. Instead of having a nation full of pastors that preach the gospel in holiness... And Christians understanding that they're to be the salt and the light of society. They don't. So society becomes anemic to the truth. The churches become lukewarm, user-friendly, worldly, and carnal. And we've had Christian singers. They become millionaires. They become very popular. And there's been a couple of them. I can't remember them now, but you can look them up. They decided that they didn't, one, openly rejected Christianity. And he had preached the gospel. I mean, he had sung gospel songs. and You know, these people, that, that's what happens when you get... You know, the many troubles of being prosperous. Now, if you get over in India, you get over in Pakistan, Nigeria, Iran, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, North Korea, China, just to name a few. As there's a God in heaven watching and a son of God who died for your sins. If you're going to be a Christian in these places, you know your life is in danger. People pay the price for the gospel worldwide. And in America... Your credit is coming due. You're going to get the credit for falling away. You're going to find things are not going to be easy like it was because America has fallen away. It's corrupt. Its government is corrupt. Its people who lead this country are corrupt. Well, do you mean all of them? I mean in general. The leadership of this country has led our nation into the toilet. And there's only one person, really, truthfully, and they hate his guts, that really stood up and mentioned Jesus Christ 
that he was in charge, and Trump said that. And they hate his guts for it. And they hate those who follow him. And they, they go so far as calling him Hitler. Now see, I'm German. I know about Hitler. And I know what my grandfathers, great-grandfathers, and great-great-grandfathers felt. But you see, I'm not just German. I'm also Norwegian. And on that side, there's a godly side. But then I do have another little thread in there that goes clear back to the beginning of this country. So we, and both Tower and I, our grandparents were homesteaders in this state where we live now. We are homesteaders. Our roots go back to the beginning. And I can tell you that this is not the America that the founders wanted. Because it was based on morality. It was for a moral people, they said. And so when I look at the first verse, for if we sin willfully, the first thing I think of is America and the modern world. Because most of the ones that are backslidden and cold and have been prosperous and blessed, Europe, the UK, Canada, America, most of South America because of the Catholic Church. Australia, New Zealand, just to name a few. You can throw Tonga in there too, and outlying islands. They received the gospel. There was a gospel preached, people receiving the Lord, people walking in that gospel. In America, we've, in the beginning, we use the Bible to teach our children in schools, in little one-room houses, how to read. Well, we've thrown all of that out. For if we sin willfully, America, if we refuse to repent, if we forgot our roots, there remains no other gospel. There also remains no other nation on earth that has been as free and blessed as America has. Once you trash America, there's not going to be another America. They talk about a socialist America. American socialism. There is no such thing. Just like when you look at China, and they call it Chinese communism. Or you look at Russia. Russian Orthodox. That's the church. But that's also the church that persecuted a lot of other faiths in Russia. They also have Marxism. But Marxism is Marxism. Whether you're in China, whether you're in Russia, whether you're in Venezuela, whether you're in Cuba, or whether you're in America trying to make it look like it's going to be fine. It's not going to be fine. But because you've rejected the Lord, your blessings are going to go away. You're not going to be able to stay free. You're not going to be able to be safe. Especially now because you have tens of thousands of people that are coming over that border. And I can guarantee you there are terrorists in there that want to kill Americans. And especially Christians. I warned about this many years ago. I spoke about this. 
about the blood running in America, about the churches that will have blood in there, that people will be running in the altar praying and wondering what happened, why they're not safe anymore. And I'm going to tell you again, America, you need to repent. Because we have sinned willfully. We're all guilty. We all need to repent. If you want this nation back, you need to repent, seek God, ask Him for help, and then stand against this onslaught, or you're going to lose your country for your kids, and there's not going to be nothing left. God will forgive you. Man won't. Once you lose what God has put here, it's going to be gone. Israel had two houses, the northern tribes... (coughs) who totally fell away from the Lord, and they were carried away captive. Some were left in the land to tend the land. That was about it. Judah, where the promise of the Messiah flowed through. (coughs) They were eventually carried captive to uh, Babylon. Then God called his anointed Cyrus. And he used force of arms to deliver Israel from the hands of Babylon. And he commanded them to go rebuild everything and to move back to Jerusalem. But following all of that, Isaiah also talks about another servant. The one that brought the light to the Gentiles. That's Yahshua, Jesus. A lot of prophecies in there concerning the coming of the Son of God. This is not a game here. Once you lose this country, once you... And and the thing that we're doing wrong, and they will never admit it, you've already got the illicit, immoral media out there that have no clue how bad they are. Or what their hatred has done. And you got the politicians. And there's one thing you can always tell the way a nation goes because of its leaders. Every time. You can follow Israel the same way. When they had a good king, there was blessings. When they had a bad king, things went to hell. It's time, America, for you to wake up and decide what you want for you and your kids. And as far as from this preacher is, the number one thing you need to be worrying about is sinning willfully, repenting, and praying for this nation, and standing up against this tide of immorality and godlessness. And I could tell you more, but if you want to read more and want to know more, there's more to understand. You need to go to warren-usa.com or danaglennsmith.com. I'm not going to be saying this forever. I have a call. I know what I'm here to do. And one of these days, it's going to be done. One of these days, I'm going to go silent. One of these days, I'm going to go underground. One of these days, I'm going to have a place where you can gain the gospel, but you won't know how to get it. I've been doing this online and technologically, building the websites, understanding the technology. And when this thing goes down, we'll have to have the gospel, and it'll still get preached. And they won't be able to stop us, even though they have the Internet and they think they've got it controlled. And I'm not the only one. This gospel shall be preached in all the world, and then the end will come. And this gospel will endure long after America is destroyed. So you'd better decide where your citizenship is, 
and you'd better take a good look at your own life. I did a long time ago. And I've dealt with the Lord God and His Son. And I've met it head on. And so has Tower. And we deal with these issues. The next verse, after if we sin willfully, here's another phrase for you. Of how much sore punishment. Yeah. Suppose ye, or suppose you who are sitting there now listening, shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite under the Spirit of grace. Verse 30, For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. Verse 31, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now see, these verses are following, for if we sin willfully, that sentence. And it's time for people to wake up. And you see, number one, America isn't destroyed yet. Number two, our churches ain't destroyed yet. Number three, the gospel is still here. Number four, God is calling out to you. Number five, because you're not dead, you can repent. You can change things. But take care of spiritual things first. Seek the Lord. Don't call me up. The problem with people today is... That preacher preaches the word of God and he can counsel you. But you need to know the Lord. You need to seek the Lord. You need to be on your knees. You need to be reading the word of God. You need to be filled with the spirit. You need to be understanding that. You can't blame the church. You can't blame the preachers. It's you that is going to stand before this God. A fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment. Vengeance belongeth unto me. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. These are little phrases within the sentences. Which tells you a lot. But you see verse 32 says. But call to remembrance the former days. In which after you were illuminated. You endured a great flight of afflictions. Everybody has former days. Before you were Christian. And then after you became Christian. And even today around the world, Christians are still going through that. Partly while you were made a gazing stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. See, that's the problem with the church and with things. You're going through afflictions, having troubles. And it's so obvious everybody sees it. Then pretty soon someone comes along to try to get you to do something that's not necessarily the right thing to do. 
But you know, in verse 34 it says, For you had compassion of me and my bonds. Now see, I think the writer of Hebrews was Paul. And he was in bonds. And it said, And took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. In other words, as Christians, there were people that were persecuting. It became obvious in the gazing stock. Everybody could see it. But Paul had set the example of suffering. And so they they allowed him. Go, you know, nothing you could do about it. And that speaks to me directly of India and Pakistan right now. Even more so than... in Nigeria because most of the time when they come into Nigeria they just shoot to kill there's nobody left everybody runs into the bush but these guys then proceed to burn everything down but see in the Hebrews not the Hebrews but the Hindus in Pakistan and examples here they didn't like this these former Muslims becoming Christian. So they beat them up, ran them out, took all the rice and everything and dumped it outside in the dirt. So when the family came back after they had left, they had been told, you need to leave. Well, they didn't have any food. So they had to separate the grains of rice and other stuff from the dirt and take it with them to try to have enough to eat. Many, many stories like that. Also stories of the miraculous. Former enemies of God that are coming to the Lord. So the point of it is that the writer is making. He said, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. He says, cast therefore Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back into perdition, but of them that believe in the saving of the soul. That's what we do. We believe in the saving of the soul. We're not drawing back, which will take you into destruction. There's no other Savior. And you have to keep your confidence, your faith up, and keep seeking the Lord. Because in the end, that's what we're working for to get to the end. And in America, the end here is really up to the American people. And for many years, I've also said, I didn't think that America and its people had it in them to save themselves and save this country. Because we had become so loose and so lazy, so sinful. See, now we embrace the very thing that will destroy us, socialism. We allow open socialists and other rogues to roam our streets and our big cities. And they do it in the big cities because that's where a lot of the liberal control is. I can guarantee you tried that around some of the places in the, in the West where we're at. They're going to lock your butt up. And we're seeing horrendous, sickening things going on. And today, we're being mocked by other leaders of other nations because they see how ridiculous we have become.
and all that is because of sin. We're not of those that draw back unto perdition. We're of those who believe in the saving of the soul. And there's no other sacrifice for sin. Yahshua, Jesus Christ, is the one who will forgive you, who will heal you, who will help you. And yes, you're going to suffer in this world. You're going to have tribulation. But as the Lord said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Many, many years ago in our home church with Brother Kennedy. Tower and I were just one couple out of many that went into the ministry. But we knew back then, because we were reading the same Bible I do today. And we knew back then what was coming. And I can tell you, back then we thought it was sinful, but it ain't nothing like today. For all intents and purposes, you have lost America in some states of this nation. And some of the worst states in this nation are blue states or Democrat. Did you know history records, I think it's the first 17 black Americans, once the Negroes were free, they became congressmen. And they were all Republicans, the first ones. They're not like some of these up here now with the Democrat Party. And some of these old boys, they're vile. It's time for you to be able to discern right and wrong and see this for what it is. So today... We need to seek the Lord and we need to believe God to get this nation healed, to get our souls healed, to put away the sin for the sake of our children. We need to lead them back to that path to Yahshua, Jesus Christ. If there was ever a time for you to stand up, it's now. But before you stand up, kneel down and repent and seek the Lord and give him everything. And let him heal you. If you've got to cry, cry. Let him heal you. Father, thank you for this time and for those who listen and for this word. Bless them, Lord. Heal them. Rejuvenate them. Bless them and their families. Help them to climb out of this. Give them direction and forgive them of their sins. Guide them and give them joy and peace. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. Don't forget to go to warren-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Also, don't forget my new book, The Rising. You'll like it. It's set in America, and I finished the main part of the plot long before... COVID and a lot of the things happened, but you'll be surprised of the prophetic nature of this book and some of the aspects of this book you will never find anywhere else. Until next time, be blessed, be safe. And I truly mean that, folks. It's agonizing to watch what's happening to this country, and you know it. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.